This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. U.S. Chinese acrimony is going nowhere good. I have never seen the acrimony worse than today between the U.S. and China since Mao and his immediate successors, short of the Korean conflict decades ago. There's an arms race going on behind the scenes as well as real war planning between the world's two largest economies. Public sentiment has never been great in the United States over China, and it has grown into a contest between political factions in the U.S. as to who can be the hardest badass. There is a mindset by some that China's economic rise took advantage of us, and now that it has grown into the opinion that China wants to replace us as the world's dominant superpower. China has been doing its part to churn this contentiousness into sour butter. Some of it is true. Other portions are being embellished for political gain, and some of it is an unfortunate difference of opinion. The Biden administration picked up where the previous administration left off on its hardening China policy, adding many nuances by setting new economic rules and barriers for China. Computer chips, tech development, investment in U.S. companies, as well as farmland ownership, is being restricted from China. Biden has maintained existing tariffs and made reshoring U.S. industry, particularly defense-related national security features, a major priority of his administration. He's organized a coalition of regional powers in Asia who do not want to see China dominate to our team. He has also given our military a green light for a broad expansion of U.S. extension of power in the Asian Pacific, including new bases and weapon systems, specifically directed at what they see as a Chinese threat. China chafes at our presence in the South China Sea, which it sees as its Caribbean, as well as being contained by the first island chain from the Philippines, Taiwan, and Japan. While the U.S. public is well aware of the rising loudening pitch of the war of words between the U.S. and China, I think that most are not as informed as to the level of military armament taking place on both sides. The acrimony has reached the point where U.S. policymakers, both political and military, have become concerned over the lack of day-to-day communications between us and them. Outgoing Joint Chiefs of Staff Head General Mark Milley has expressed growing concern that his Chinese counterpart was no longer talking to him. Defense Secretary Austin invited conversation also lacking with his counterpart. Neither were U.S. and Chinese diplomats officially talking. Even during the Cold War with the Soviet Union, both sides were communicating, and that may have been all that avoided a nuclear conflict. This suspension of communications between high-level officials of both countries was instigated by China. The Biden administration, recognizing the risk that it developed as a result of the belligerent interaction between the U.S. and Chinese air and naval forces in the region, has made a major effort to reach out and reestablish new lines of communication. The two major powers should be able to talk to each other, if only to exchange heated differences of opinion. CIA Director William Burns reportedly made a trip to Beijing for a sit-down with Chinese officials to discuss some of the flashpoints occurring between us. Bill Gates also reportedly met with Xi Jinping at what was likely at the behest of our president. Now Secretary of State Antony Blinken has followed to hopefully expand on what needs to become a dialogue. They have plenty to talk about. There may be little meeting of the minds between us, and we need the engagement. 
I do not think that we have to be enemies, but it is the direction that is certainly heading. And contention between us is accelerating on all fronts, now reaching a level of alarm. The trade route between economic powers, including India, China, Japan, and South Korea, and many others, extends from the Mediterranean to the Persian Gulf through the Strait of Malacca and up through the South China Sea and Sea of Japan. China has now grown up to the point where it sees our presence in their region and subsequent hegemony there as a potential threat. They do not have a blue water navy able to extend beyond the first island chain or protect their trade route to oil and markets in the Mideast and Europe. 60% of their oil comes from the Persian Gulf. India has the naval capability of blocking the Strait of Malacca, and Japan has the second largest navy to ours, and it has blue water capability. The U.S. has stepped up extending its military reach in their regions with new forward bases in the Philippines and Japan, which is just part of a huge strategic buildup of military forces being newly designed to counter China's military force. The war between Russia and Ukraine has brought new strength to previously weak alliances. Europe and the U.S. have gelled into strategic partners far exceeding most expectations for what they could accomplish. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-11. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.